Welcome back to Cougar Country Hometown Sports. I'm your host, Maddox. Joined by me is my co-host, Jack. We cover Canby Athletics and interview coaches and players to get better insight on what's going on. On today's episode, we start off with our segment of highlights and lowlights, followed by a recap of the boys and girls basketball games, swimming, and wrestling. We wrap up today with a preview into what Canby will look like at the 5A level with Canby's AD, Benjamin Weininger. All right, we're back. Jack, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Um, just finished our interview with Mr. Weiniger. It was really good. So, listeners, you got something Pretty to electric. look forward to. Oh, yeah. So, you want to start off with the highlight? Yes. Yeah, so, um, I'll start off with a little highlight. Um, finally able to get back on the golf course. Oh. I mean, I'm spending so much time on the simulator. I had to, like, uh, kick it forward into the real real thing. How do we do? Uh, we're we're going to go back to the to the <laughs> simulator where you can just hit the mulligan button. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um didn't play amazing, but like granted the conditions, I'm just going to throw it out there. It was a little muddy and rainy, yeah, but it seems like it's not the prettiest day out, but it was all right. You picked like the worst day of the week to golf. It was pretty Dude, nice all week. That's what I'm saying, but uh speaking of golf, I actually watched the end of the Dude, that was an electric Tory Pines tournament. Um, Is that what farmers you're insurance, of? farmers insurance tournament yesterday. Oh, I remember? But they had they went the final two went into a hole off. Dude, that's and, that's uh, always the best. Yeah, it was it was fun to watch. And then, so uh, I got another highlight. Um, Bengals to the Super Bowl. Yes, yeah, Bengals to the Joe Super Joe Shiesty. <laughs> 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 you know, if you would have told me at the start of this NFL season As I that the, I did tell him I was going to give him a shout out. Before the season started, he said, Bengals to the Super Bowl, put it in stone. Yeah, Silas would, I want to know what he was thinking. You know, I w- we were in the car, we we're on the way back from uh, Super Play, Bowling Alley in the Beaverton area. Go check it out. Um, not sponsored. Anyways, <laughs> uh, and not we're yet. just talking about football as guys do. And he's like, he just throws out this outlandish claim. He's like, Bengals to the Super Bowl, put it in stone. And yeah, we're all like, we're all like, what? Because the Bengals have been a terrible, and when I say terrible, I mean like atrocious like, franchise for the longest time. Like they had, they had 10 wins this season. The two previous seasons before that, they had six combined. Yeah, no, they were not uh, P. <laughs> they were not pushing P. They were P. not pushing P. Um, but Joe Shiesty comes in, Jamar Chase comes in, Jamar Chase Bank, and they just went on a roll. I mean, Big Cat was tweeting. He's like, Jamar Chase and uh, Joe Burrow, they're literally playing hide-and-seek out there. <laughs> well, the thing is, th- at the start of the game today against the Chiefs, they went it, lo- slow. it looked like the Chiefs were just going to run through them, like, we're going to do whatever we want. Like, if you like, we're going to run the ball over you. Oh. Then we can pass it all of you too. And I took a nap at halftime. Yeah, no. I, I went to sleep. At I halftime. turned the TV off and went out to go golf. I and then I wake up and I check my ESPN app as I do, and it says start of fourth quarter, Bengals twenty one, Chiefs twenty one. I'm like, you don't say. And you know, I they Burrow's made electric. They made a lot of adjustments. I mean, Joe Burrow was sacked nine times last week, and he was only sacked once today. And you know, part of that might be on the Chiefs' defense. Yeah, but I don't their know. defense balled out. I mean, they made plays when they had to. 
Uh, Patrick Mahomes did not play very good in the second half, but yeah, threw a walk-off pick yeah. in OT. Yeah, and then their kicker Evan McPherson, probably top three kicker in the league, if and was on my fancy team. So just uh, num- last yeah, last lot. place, but we got the Super Bowl kicker. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so yeah, um, shout out like to David Van Hoos. I know he's going crazy oh, right now. Oh, dude, I know. Uh, had to talk to that man when talk him down when Cincinnati lost to Bama. But um, now the Bengals? The Bengals in the Super Bowl. It is the year for Cincinnati, bro. Yeah. The Reds made a run in the – No, they didn't. No, they made a run before. They didn't make it to the playoffs, but, like, they were always bad. So, like, they made a run to try to get to the playoffs. They beat out the Padres. Then the group of five – the first ever group of five to make it to the playoff. Exactly. For college football. And now the – And now the Bengals. And the Super Bowl. They don't have a basketball team. They don't have anything else. Not yet. But what a year to be a Cincinnati fan. Yeah, dude. It's but, pretty electric. And then I think the 49ers-Rams is at halftime right now, 10-7, 49ers. Uh, yeah. I am pulling for the Rams just because I'm a math- big Matthew Stafford guy. I'm pulling for the Niners so because I have all the family from San Francisco. Should we make a Cougar Country Super Bowl bet? Oh. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah, next week because right. we, we are recording before the Super Bowl. And yeah. that will be an epic weekend. We'll have to talk to the viewers about that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so my highlight, I only have one. Um, it was the White Lies-themed basketball game. I thought it was, you know. Was pretty funny. You know, we ha- it was the first time. Um, it was the first time Camby's ever done that. And it was pretty funny seeing everyone's shirts. I mean, some pretty good ones. Shout one. out Gideon Noss. <laughs> Hitting, uh, dapping up the OC head coach for uh, his shirt. It's pretty electric. Yeah, uh, I don't know if we're allowed to say what was on his shirt because it, it was had... not inappropriate. It was just funny. Let's yeah, just he had that. to be there. He had to be yeah, there. But it was just, it was a fun theme to be at. Fun game. Um, so yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed that. What do you? So uh, I got a few lowlights. Only two, but still lowlights. Um, I lost my keys <laughs> after uh, the White Lie game, and then uh, actually Ben Weidinger found him. Oh. So shout out to that guy again. We we didn't even bring it up during the interview. I know I didn't really want to. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of embarrassing. Hey, it happens. You know, I lose my wallet and my phone all the time. Uh, Adam loses his wallet all the time too. <laughs> <laughs> um, my other low light wasn't able to make it to the wrestling match or rec basketball. I kind of oh me dude, out. I went crazy in rec yesterday. It's real. Oh, dude, my, shout out to my three-on-three three team. We won the chip. Oh, pulling a little Taj Kavanaugh. Dude, in the championship game, I scored 13 of our 15. Put the backpack Damn. on. Put the, okay. Just for anyone who wasn't there, it was a good. It uh, was two 15 points. We're not, yeah. not going to say that, like, oh, 15 points. Oh. Yeah, no. So we got the dub. Um, I was really excited about that. And kind of got hype. Yeah, it was it was a good day. It was a good day, wreck. It's a good day, wreck. That's good. So what were your other looks? I only have one. Um, this wasn't at wreck. I was playing basketball with my dad at the high school Friday morning, and I fell on my hip, and <laughs> I I got a bone bruise on my hip, and I tried. I I had a track workout like three or four hours later, and I had to tap out halfway through, and. It's not. A, I'm good now. I'm. Good. I should be good That's for good. practice tomorrow. I didn't run this weekend just to play it safe. Just. Oh yeah. It's like no need to try and oh, aggravate it like, more. But it's kind of like me with my uh back hit a hit a little max for the deadlift. Kind of hurt it, but it's all right. Us cross country runners, we are sticking to cross country. Yeah. Not uh basketball where we get hurt or 
other stuff. So transition now to <laughs> girls basketball. Tough week for the for the girls team. Uh, they lost thirty two to forty four to Westland. Um, Westland's some, a good team though. Some offensive woes. Only scored two points in the third quarter. Yes. Actually, only scored six points in the second half. I um, do want to say though, two points against Westland in a quarter sounds very familiar for boys basketball and girls basketball. Yeah. So. Um, they were re- they were in it they were in it and then they literally just could not score in the second half so they only lost by twelve but they were they were winning at halftime I know um, Camby uh, just needed a few buckets yeah like we missed some key shots but honestly if we get those shots out down we are a top team because like we have two seniors three seniors on the varsity team mm-hmm. and we're looking real solid. Yeah, seven and seven on the year, so still like about five hundred. And then on Friday they lost thirty one to fifty five, thirty one to fifty five to Oregon City. But Oregon City is one of the top teams in the state, so yeah. But um, three game losing streak. Uh, hopefully they can bounce back soon. Yeah, our uh, JV team had a four game losing streak and snapped it. So I have got hopes, high hopes. Uh, we're gonna go back to the boys basketball real quick. Um, they played West Lynn. On uh, Tuesday mm-hmm. and lost sixty six to forty seven, but that game was electric. Yeah, it was fun to watch. Um, Very hyped game. Yeah, so Westland has the boys team as a top. I want to say fifty the recruit one, or he's the number number forty two. Top 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 point guard in our class, Jackson yeah. Shellstad. He probably had. He had like what thirty two points and made it look very easy. Yeah, very hard to guard, especially like. Um, in transition, can't really st- couldn't really stop him. He's so fast and he his can defense. So- he's just quick. Yeah, and- he was really good. We had a hard time stopping him. And you know, Westland's a really good team. And mm-hmm. I mean, we were we started out like they went up like nine zero, but we got back into it. And then they just made cu- a few key shots after it was close. It was up. pretty close for a while. Um, mm-hmm. and we kind of lost him towards the end. But we were winning fought. at one point too. So I just want to. We had two points in the second quarter, though, so that yeah, kind of knocked us did, down. That I honestly, if we don't, if we score maybe like even ten, just eight, yeah, ten or eight, eight ten. we're right in that game. That's mm-hmm. the it was two free throws by Alex, so yeah. not, we didn't have we didn't even make a field goal. Mm-hmm. So if Peyton we, had twenty that game, so kind of the highlight for our team. But uh, other than that, I mean. It's pretty hard to compete against a guy that's just moving around you, running circles around your team. Right, and he's yeah. But the, top player, yeah. Um, we played OC though, and that was a that was the white lie game. That was fun. That went crazy. Yeah, we uh, won fifty four to thirty one. Very even scoring across the board with everyone. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think Peyton and Jacob had sixteen each, and yeah, yeah Alex even. had Alex had a ton of assists. Not a big scoring night, but he was getting everybody involved. Exactly. And we played really good defense. I mean, only giving up thirty one points is pretty good. Yeah, all the bench players got in. Yep. So, uh, love to see that, and um, pretty good week for boys basketball. Boys basketball. Yeah, one on one on the year. So now over to swimming. The girls won one hundred and fifteen to fifty four against Lake Oswego. They are now four and zero on the year. Wow. They uh, keep keeping their dominance. Keep a watch on that swimming team because. We had them on, and they were pretty uh, insightful on how they're going to do. Cause yeah, we might need to bring their coach on soon. They're yeah, they're playing. They're I mean, they're doing not playing, but they're, they're swimming. swimming real just nice. Just about <laughs> as good as anyone right now. Yeah. So I, I'm curious to see how they're going to do once kind of comes down to the postseason. 
Exactly. And the boys also won 106 to 59, and they're they're three and one on the year, and they lost barely to a to Tiger, I think. Mm-hmm. So they're the swim team's having really good seasons. So I want to give them a quick little shout out. Yeah, very very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, wrestling had uh, two meets. One was a uh, duel against OC, and the other one was a like. I a finally, I, for all you listeners, you know, I said we were going to be wrestling, guys. I went to it. I was there. Yes, uh, I could not for basketball reasons. But. It was a lot of fun. Um, we dominated pretty much. We won like sixty to twelve. Yeah, because you get it was a big win. Yeah, because you get like six points. You get six points for every pin and three points if you win by like the point system, like mm-hmm. all that. But I want to give a shout out um, to Maddox White. Maddox White is our one ninety two wrestler. Um, he's replaced. He's he's brought up from novice or JVR, however they do in wrestling, um, due to some injuries and COVID and all that stuff. But he so there's three periods in wrestling. Um, and going to the last one, he was down five zero in terms of points, and with wow. forty five seconds left, it, it looked like all hope was lost. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> and he he gets like um, he's trying to pin him. And but he's really flexible, so he's not getting pinned. And then he does a reversal, and before you know it, like he's only down one point. <laughs> <laughs> it's four to five, and then I think he takes the lead at one point, and it gets it gets to the point where it's seven six him or not him. He's losing seven to six, and with five seconds left, he's like trying. And keep in mind the bench for Canby. It was insane. They were all <laughs> there was probably twenty, thirty guys just going crazy. Um, they're just like, "Oh, let's go, let's go!" It was so fun to watch. Like I was out of my seat, <laughs> and he he tries to get a reversal or a, an escape, but the buzzer goes off, and I thought I thought he had it. I thought he had it because in his um a reversal is two points. Yeah. And that would have gave him the win, and but I was talking to Matthew Hagen, who we just had on last week, and he was like, he's like, well, what what he thinks should have happened is if even if he didn't get those two points, he should have gotten an escape, which is one point, and they tied it, and then after that they go into sudden death. Mm-hmm. So whoever gets like the first point wins. Yeah, that would. But it was so fun to watch. So I had to give a quick shout out to that because, like, dude, wrestling very underrated, and I got a lot of respect to anybody who steps on that mat because. Yeah. Not not I. <laughs> yeah, um, I know we have six wrestlers out right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, some COVID reasons. Some injuries. Some injuries, yeah. But um, we had another match, um, and they finished second, losing to Ty- or Newberg. I heard and Newberg has a really good wrestling program. Yeah, but uh, barely losing to them, too, with uh, six, player- six wrestlers out, mm-hmm. six starters, too. They have a big match at uh, Westland or against Westland next week. Mm-hmm. It- those are the two top teams in our league, and I'm I'm not missing it, dude. Yeah, no, not missing that'll it. Be electric. So now transitioning over to our interview with Canby's athletic director Ben Weininger. We are now joined by Canby's athletic director Benjamin Weininger. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks, you guys. So, um, kind of give us your like athletic background before we kind of really dive into it with like sports and all that. Oh my goodness! At all levels, I played sports both in high school and, and club sports in college. I mean, you name it. Uh, I think the only sport I haven't played in any organized fashion is probably volleyball that I can think of right now. Really? Uh, rugby, ice hockey, football, soccer. 
Um, I don't even know. <laughs> Basketball, you name it. <laughs> Any yeah. that stand out? Uh, the or ones I played the latest are ice hockey and, and rugby. Okay. But I still play soccer this very day. Yeah, because uh, we uh, go to a few soccer games over the time. We see you down there nailing your shots, so you seem pretty <laughs> impressive at soccer. Uh, that's a fun game. Love it. Oh, yeah. You got, you got any favorite teams? Are you like an MLS guy or more on the European? Well, of course I like the Timbers. I mean, you can't not. Uh, but, you know, uh, I'm all over the place in general. Barcelona, Arsenal, those were the teams that I followed the most, although Arsenal's been a bit down for a while. Say, mm-hmm. And Barcelona's the, also <laughs> way down right now. I only know Arsenal's bad because, like, the main sports podcast I listen to, they, like, they always talk crap about yeah. Arsenal. That sounds <laughs> about right right now. Oh, yeah. So, like, how did you, uh, like, become an AD? Like, you want to walk us through like how sure. you got into it? Uh, you know, I, I started teaching at the high school 16 years ago. Um, taught physics and, and math and, and astronomy for 12 years. Um, and during that time, I was the head girls rugby coach for a while and uh, the uh, head head girls soccer coach for eight years of those. Um, had a lot of success in both programs and rugby. I think we were in three state champion or six state championships and won three of them. Um, wow. We were nationally Impressive. ranked in the top 10 after just a couple of years of coaching, so it was really cool. Um, I had some amazing, amazing talent, especially in the years I coached. It was pretty phenomenal. It took like, three or four kids to the U19 national team. Wow. Um, and then in the soccer team, we, we actually did extremely well as well. I mean, I had I was very blessed because, of course, I had really talented athletes. <laughs> I had three, three D1 players in a couple of years, and uh, we ended up uh, losing a close one in the quarterfinals. Wow. That's impressive. And from yeah. there, actually, I just it just kind of fell in my lap, and by the way, so mm-hmm. pretty happy it's here. I didn't know you were a teacher. Yep, taught for twelve years. I know that's the thing. You guys, you've been yeah. here only long enough to just see as me as the AD. I know. I think you started. You what? Yeah, your first year was our freshman year, right? I think so. You're both seniors. You right. got juniors. It. Juniors. Juniors. No, my first so year is this year. Is my fourth year. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. So obviously you. Like it's your job to like kind of figure out like the coaches and like how kind of run the all the athletic programs, right? So like, what's it like kind of building like your unique relationships with all the coaches here? It's a lot of fun. I mean, uh, it's it's odd because when you're coaching, you get to have direct relationships with student athletes. Um, As an AD, you really don't get as much anymore, so I Mm -hmm. miss that a lot. But uh, what do you, you get to see is that culture and climate, the things that make athletics a whole lot of fun, that hard work that kids put in and the coaches put in, and um, you just get to see the product of it. So for me, I'm, I'm much more hands-off, but I get to, um, I really get to kind of guide on the side, if that makes sense, and yeah. see, see yeah. how things go. 100%. Yeah, so um, we are like big parts of the student section, mm-hmm. and um, our student section's been a little rowdy recently. So like, what's it like having to deal with the student sections? Well, I'll first say there's nothing better than a student section that is fired up and energetic. Yeah. Love it. I mean, that's that's probably one of the things that I, I when I started this job, that's what made Canby so amazing. I mean, shoot, when I was a girls' soccer coach, we used to pack the stands in some games <laughs> yeah. because we, we were, our team was that good and just well, fun to watch. Yeah, and they were success just, brings oh, energy and fans. And it was amazing. And since I started, even with football, our stands have gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, exactly. and kids are more and more crowded. So I love it. The thing is, is that we need to follow the guidelines of cheering for your <laughs> yeah. team. You know, not not not. There's certain things you are like directly outlined that you cannot say. <laughs> like you can't yell "airball" from the stands. You can't do that. And and really anything. I talked to one of their athletic directors. Said it perfectly. He said any any chant that usually starts or ends with "you." probably not a good chant to do <laughs> so really it's all about chanting for your team i mean when, when you see that alley-oop dunk that we saw two weeks ago oh, yeah. those kind of i mean that that's just 
exciting. That just brings out everything the fans, and that's what makes not just being a student athlete, but being a student just so much fun, right? Because exactly. everyone's a part of that. And so when we're cheering for our team, it's awesome. And when we're focusing on the other team, that's that's not so good. It's, <laughs> it's the same thing as an athlete, right? You know, don't focus on the other team. You focus on your own performance. Yeah. So what's consider? What do you consider like too far? Like what's the line where like if someone does something, you're like, all right, we gotta like cut this out. Works the same way as coaching and and and, and playing. Usually you can have one comment and that's it. Okay. That's mm-hmm. done. Like if you say it one one time, like oh, that that's it. That's it. Yeah. And you move forward. Uh, because that's the idea behind you know you let your emotions get a little bit of you. And then your reason takes over, and you say, "You know what? I don't need to cheer against anybody. I don't need yeah. to. the officials have a hard job. The other team has a hard job. The coaches have a hard job. Let's enjoy the game. And uh, when cool stuff happens, let our team know that we really appreciate it. And when bad stuff happens, it's nothing better. St- nothing better than just being quiet for a second. <laughs> exactly. Even though it's hard. So, kind of touching on that a little bit more. So, in 2019, there was an incident at a boys basketball game where Bryant Rayburn was ejected. Kind of, kind of take us through that whole situation and how that all went down. Don't really have too much of a comment on that. He was never actually ejected from a game. Okay. Yeah. No. And that that should be clarified. I mean, yeah. in the end, what I would do if I ever had a student athlete um, or a student even in general who's who continually say something and we have good conversations. And then sometimes it gets to the point where it's like, you know what? A conversation with you isn't changing things and we have to find some other ways to change things. Yeah. hundred percent. So, um, switching the topic back to like, uh, the whole school and stuff. Um, we have word that like we're switching down to five a hundred percent. Um, not just in football, but like for all sports, like how did that change come about? It was in my mind, um, when I started, as an athletic director, I, I talked to a lot of different community members and I said, what do you think for athletics? Where do we need to go? Because, you know, it wasn't, I feel like people were pretty frustrated with how things were going. Yeah. Um, a lot of blame going around. And I was like, well, what do you think? And so a lot of people started talking about going to 5A. Um, I said, first of all, that's not our choice. You can't just say, I want to play down at 5A. No, the OSA undergoes classification every four years. And what they do is they look at student enrollment and then they figure out where the line's drawn and they build leagues based on those numbers. And so I looked at our school and I was like, you know what? We don't classify as a 5A school. We mm-hmm. don't. I mean, our, our enrollment's set that way. Um, since then, they've changed the way they calculated a little bit. And I even looked at it closer two years ago and I said, wait, we, we actually are classified as a 5A school. We were a small 6A school, one of the top like 10 smallest 6A schools that didn't classify to play up like the PIL schools. Um, and so I went, you know what? We are near that 5A level. And so when classification came out this year, I said, well, let's just see where it lands. And then when they put us at 5A, it basically has one of two choices, right? You can stay or you can petition to try to play up. Um, all schools have that option. They can petition to play up or they can petition to play down, but the criteria to play down is a lot more strict. Um, and I talked to a lot of people and it's like, why, why? And I actually called a bunch of schools, you know, those ones who are playing up, why are you playing up? And almost always it was because of geographic reasons, right? They're, yeah. they're located near all the other schools. One school are like, you know what? We are not playing down because we're going to have to drive from the Portland area if for half of our games, we're going to have to go to Bend. So we're not we're not doing that. We're playing up. I was like, okay, that makes sense. So for us, it was the same thing. I talked to a lot of people and said, you know what? We're classified as a 5A school. And I talked to Wilsonville, another school that's that's mm-hmm. very similar to us in size, location, everything like that. And it's like, what are you, what are you guys going to do? It's like, well, it's hard to go away from the classification unless you really feel like it's what's necessary for your school. Yeah. Um, and the only thing that screamed loud and proud was tradition. Because mm-hmm. traditionally, other than until, since the, I think it was 50s when I look back, um, we've always been at the highest classification. 
but the OSA has changed so much. Back then they had two classifications. Yeah. And now there's six. Yeah. Now there's six. Yeah. And so when they did that, in fact, it's kind of unique. They've been sliding the scales slightly back and forth and we've been just barely on one side of it. So that's where kind of we landed. Um, but it brings different challenges and different expectations. And it's no secret that like Canby hasn't been the most athletically dominant school in this area. And I think it's fair to say we're in a league where there's a lot of tough competition and like we play against schools that are a lot bigger and their areas are a lot, are growing a lot more. And I mean, it's not like a completely unfair thing to say like, you know, maybe this isn't working and we fit the specifications for 5A, might not give it a shot. Yeah, the, the trick is, and I've asked this question a lot, it's like, where did this come up with, right? In other words, why do we classify just based on size, mm-hmm. right? And I've actually changed a little bit and they, they use social economic status as well because about 10 years ago, they found out that all the state championships or something like 90% of them were coming from high SES schools. So they added that into it as well. Um, and so, but in the end, what it has to do with is, you know, the more population, just generally, the higher the population you have, the more percentage of high athletes of you have. Right? Just because there's just more people. General. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's not always the case, but a lot of times it is the case. And so that's how they classify. I mean, you think about Malala. Malala in Silverton used to be in Canby's league many years ago, especially in the 80s. And now Malala is in 4A. And so it's just a unique. So you said account. like playing down the specifications are a lot stricter. And I only bring this up because for the past two years, our football team has been 5A. Mm-hmm. So how did that change kind of come about? That's a unique one. So about, I think it was around six years ago, the OSA started realizing that football teams, the numbers were going down and down and down. I mean, it, there was times back when I started that our football team had like 120 kids. We had two freshman teams um, while I was still at, while I was at the high school at one point. And since then, our numbers... Um, gosh, it was about four or five years ago, we're down to like 60 kids. So they were up for 120 and now they're down to 60 kids. Uh, A lot of reasons for that. Um, But so they realized they needed to make an adjustment. And what they did was they allowed schools that uh, basically won two or less games on average um, in a two-year cycle to then play down for two years. So when that came about and I got the call from the OSA saying, hey, what do you guys want to do? I started asking a lot of questions. I held Mm -hmm. a a public town hall meeting um, in the Fine Arts Center just to find out more. I said, hey, do we, is this what's best for Canby? Because in the end, when you have a choice, you try to get as much feedback. You don't just sit right. behind you it. D- you want to look at both options as like, yeah. like you know. I talk to a lot of people just to make sure that there's not one thing that I'm missing. Like mm-hmm. All of a sudden, there's one thing out of the blue that they say, hey, have you considered this? Well, you want to make sure you have those conversations with people before you make Right, and it's not a tough choice to make, especially, I mean, ultimately, it comes down to you, yeah. So, I mean, I, I can appreciate that. That Not just me. We talk about, I talk to the yeah. principal, the superintendent. Well, that's, we that's all, true. I mean, it's it's... Let's make sure we're not missing something. That's right. what it really comes down to. And this one was a unique one because it was a short time period, two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got to really see what it was like. Um, I, I don't. One of the things I didn't notice is I or I did notice that it wasn't a state championship type thing, right? Many people think, you know, you play down a classification, you're going to win state championship. That's yeah. not the case. You can find yourself just in more competitive battles pretty consistently day to day. Yeah, Do you we, think that, yeah. like, uh, us if we would have gone to state, you think that would have changed us uh, moving down? In terms of football, you mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, altogether, because we, uh, we have fully moved down, and then 
a few years ago we went to state for volleyball Mm -hmm. and like we were consistently for volleyball very good and then we moved down for football and like if we make it to state would you think that we would have still dropped down to 5a or yeah that that wouldn't have related to it that would have only related if we had a moved up to six in fact that would have already been sealed if we decided to play up to 6a our football team would have had to play up as well Uh, we wouldn't be able to play down just in just in football anymore um the other unique thing is I looked at with the data, and this goes specifically in Maddox and, and, uh, and State for cross country. I looked at where Tommy would have been. So Tommy, I think, was a 60th in, in State in terms of 6A. Mm-hmm. Um, he would have ended up being, I think it was 15th or 16th. Mm-hmm. And at I the looked same at time. it, and I would have been like 19th. Exactly, yeah. And the amazing part is the, the state champion for 6A and the state championship for 5A were like one or two seconds difference. Yeah. So it was weird to yeah. see like that, that statistical piece. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were looking at it, and our team next year – is like we were stacking them together and um it's such a such a big difference between 6a and 5a because we got 21st out of 22 teams in 6a and we were looking at our numbers back together and we were like top 10 for 5a and it's interesting the thing i'd I'd stress to anyone listening to this really is it doesn't mean you work less hard it doesn't mean you do less it means you, you do more you work harder so that maybe you have the chance to be better in yeah and the example the football team set is the expectations are now higher yeah. right and i think uh, all of a sudden and and i noticed this um is that the expectations seem to be lower and lower and into where we'd be it's like no 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 no. like if we're gonna drop down we have to like hold up to a high winning like every football player i talked to i was like what were your goal like like what was your goals for this upcoming season every one of them league championship Yep. every single one of them so yeah i mean i if you can i i'd say right now if you can stay like just above 500 we could probably call that a success and like next year i just don't think that's going to be the case no i think that but i think also the odd part is not just football but all sports it almost hits a reset right um mm-hmm. for years we've been in this league with with other teams and you know you have that feeling going into every single game you know you remember all those student athletes you remember those four years you remember those games it's going to be a very unique situation for um, our juniors and seniors this next year coming in, you know, used to playing against certain opponents. It's going to be different. Yeah. yeah. I know for cross country, I've built, I've built some relationships with some guys in the league and like, like I was talking, I'm like not seeing you guys like next year is it's going to be, it's going to be weird. Mm-hmm. But you still have the funny thing about that is, and I still will look to do this. We'll still schedule opponents against six. Right. It doesn't mean that you, you know, we, we, we have, almost half of our league contests or our contests usually are non-league mm-hmm. so we still have that ability to continually measure ourselves up and see where it's at um, during the season 100% yeah um, what's this new league going to be looking like because I know um, football is different than uh, the rest of the leagues but like what are they both looking like I knew you were going to ask that I <laughs> a few minutes ago <laughs> um, you know I'll tell you what one of the things we looked at and I talked about transportation earlier um Aside from Hood River, which is going to be one long trip every single year, um, it's going to add about five minutes per trip on average. It was like five to seven minutes on average yeah. per trip. And which I think Cammy's pretty lucky that like the TRLs all like you don't drive more than twenty minutes for a game, which like is for very us, lucky. Yeah, because mm, some some of them are a little longer. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but like on the average, yeah. like Tualatin, like Tualatin and Tiger, that, like, oh, that's yeah. not terrible. Could no, be. this this one will be nice because in the end, most of it's right up um, the I two hundred five corridor. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Centennial and uh, Hood River LaSalle, or sorry, I should leave Hood River off for now. But Centennial LaSalle, Milwaukee, uh, P- 
Putnam, and then Park Rose is our long trip up east. And then yeah. out west, we have Hillsboro. And then out far east, we've got Hood River. So there's a couple of those <laughs> long east. trips. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, and, and when I think about it, I, I, you know, think about students missing class time. That's one of the things that we really want to avoid the most. And um, it does not help that can be just switched to later start time. No, next year. It, was a, it was a double whammy. But in general, we, we don't. I mean, I look back at our, our trips in general and we don't miss that much school for the mm. most part um, at the mm-hmm. higher levels um, at the freshman and lower levels those are the ones we tend to miss the most school so I'll just need to be really strategic especially with the non-league scheduling trying to keep teams close but guess what we have tons of more non-league opponents exactly. that are right across the street right so it allows a lot more flexibility there um, the interesting one is football hasn't been finished yet and wow. I think it'll probably be finished in the next couple weeks but it looks pretty similar to this only we have some of our teams in our league that are playing down some of the teams in our league um, will be teams that are playing down like Southridge potentially in our league, but that has not been decided yet. Mm-hmm. So I have a question on uh, football. I don't know if you know this or not, but um, would OC be able to play down if they uh, I think they cat- they categorize the school that's able to play down. Because um, I talked to a few OC kids, and I was wondering, because they were kind of like in the same position as we were, not amazing success rate, and uh, they just kind of wanted to move down to – like boost the morale and uh just play better and um they were like saying that since westland is like their rival that they wouldn't be able to their challenge is a combination of things right one of them is westland's our rival so if they play down they would have to play either early in the league or not at all Mm -hmm. um and then the other one is remember they're twice the size in terms of student population as we are yeah so it's it brings with it some different messages um for us anyway, I mean, our size, to, when I looked at it two years ago, we classified it as a 5A school. We were at 1259, and the, and the cutoff was 1260. And that, that adds some calculations, so that wasn't actually our true enrollment. But it was unique because I was like, wow, we actually, this, this makes a little bit of sense. Mm-hmm. Where for them, it's just a different type of leverage. Yeah. However, Southridge is a big school too, and that's what choice they make. They, they need to make what choice is best for their current student-athletes and the future of the program. Exactly. Yeah, so, I mean... Obviously, the change is, has a lot of implications. It's, like, huge magnitude. Like, what would you say are, like, the best, like, advantages and, like, disadvantages? Well, I think the advantages is brand new. I think there are there – are, I don't want to ever say that we could, you know, we can't compete against some teams. I think there's a lot of teams we played up and we really competed against them really well. Um, but I just think a lot of it will be the unknown of what these new teams are going to cause. Um, I did a statistical analysis similar to what I was talking about earlier where I looked at where the teams stand, and it depends on the sport. Some sports, they're going to be really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Hillsborough, I think, has an amazing softball program that's done really well. And this uh, this was data that was before COVID, of course, because everything after that just is kind of a wash to try to figure out. Exactly. But, but there's a lot of those programs that are really good. And one thing I've noticed talking to some is the coach really makes a big difference. Um, especially at those because they can bring a lot more kids in develop more where if you have the really big school you just have tons of athletes to choose from where here we might not have as many athletes so it's really going to matter a whole lot to develop them Uh, disadvantages I worry about the potential of a blowout Um, I'll be honest no matter what we did when I looked at the schedule or looked at classification or anything like that you just want to have every single game within like one score whether it be football Mm -hmm. basketball or anything like that the feeling where you know no matter what you could compete with the other team and it was all able to you it was all in your control right it usually is but there's sometimes where the the deck stacked against you before the game starts um so i worry about the potential of some blowouts um 
I don't know what sports those are all going to be at, but I do know there's some schools that are a little bit low. I think Centennial right now doesn't have a varsity. Uh, I can't remember if it's girls or boys basketball program. Wow. They're only playing at low level just because that's where their program's at. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, and that ch- then that'll put a lot more challenge on me to try to find those non-league contests and everything like that where we can compete, which is where I, you know, that's where I put a lot of stress, if you will, on on trying to work with whatever ADs involved in scheduling and saying, hey, let's pick up, let's get some games that are really competitive. Um, and that's where our program's at right now. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so our XC team, cross country, uh, made it to state, like, and you announced the whole thing. How was that? Because I know it's kind of biased for us cross country kids to be uh, talking, <laughs> but like you announced it. So uh, I announced every single one similar. I mean, two, there was a Tualatin, uh when, when we were uh, and two years ago at track. They went to state, and we didn't put up the team scores on the board, and, the, and their coach is coming up to me saying, hey, hey, let's get those team scores up there. And I go, I'm not putting them up there because I already know the results. Here's the results, basically. And it was a, they both their teams ended up winning the league, I think, that year. And I go, just let it happen so you get that feeling, right, the feeling where your whole team knows it all the same time and you get that excitement together. So, yeah, we were, as I recall, it was a couple points difference, right, between mm-hmm. you guys and the other school. And it was – it was pretty cool because yeah. I knew how big of a deal it was. I knew it had been a long time, and I just kind of waited and mm-hmm. saw. It. But I have to be whenever I announce like that. Um, it's same like thing. With, all be the same and stuff. Yeah, it doesn't matter who it is. You feel for whatever team goes because I think it was a couple years ago. We were off by one point. I think yeah. it was two years ago. That was we weren't in high school just yet. It, it was, was our eighth grade year. Yeah, but we've we've heard. It was I announced very, that it was one. Very upsetting. I announced that one as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so like all the ADs, you guys all kind of like run a different sport, right? Mm-hmm. Like you kind of manage cross country and track, and then I don't know who else does rest, but that's kind of how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, we typically all take one or two sports depending on where it's at, and um, you know, it's funny. You look at my background; I didn't have a whole lot of cross country and track in my background, but that's where that's where I was at, and I loved it. It was fun. I got to learn a lot of nuances that I did not know about the sport. I called a bunch of friends in high school, ran cross country too. So, <laughs> yeah. so I wanted to make sure that I am, what am I missing here? Yeah, People exactly. are making a big deal out of this. Let me make sure. Yeah, it's a big deal. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> and then I got one more question for you. Um, your scooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that, the, who, how'd you get this? <laughs> I see miss- you riding around <laughs> on it all the time and I, I've seen some other staff members with it too, but yeah, is that after through this your first year? The whole staff got him. I was like, <laughs> I oh am, man, no, actually it's, it's the opposite. Actually. I think that everyone saw me on him. So I thought I was the original. I'm often the one who will like look at someone else or talk to another AD and be like, man, that's a great idea. <laughs> so that one actually came from Mr. Roberts. Mr. Roberts was oh. the event manager and he had one and I was like, man, and I ran around it a couple times. I was like, this makes your job a whole lot easier in fall and spring when you're jumping to and from. And yeah. And all I could think about is, like, you know, I can walk, and it's a good good way to get exercise going to and from. But but then I spend more time walking and you got less time it. watching you the games. You have, like, time, time crunches and all that. Yeah, yeah. and so it's, it's a lot easier to get around. So, yeah. I can go around town. It's great on fair <laughs> Exactly. <market. laughs> well, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having yes, me, guys. thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thanks for doing these. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Cougar Country Hometown Sports. And again, we appreciate you guys for all the recent support. Yes, uh, thank you. Next week, we have yet another action-packed episode where we recap all sports and interview another great guest.